This is Dr. Mystery from the Cabinet of Dr. Mystery. Join me as we explore the horrors of the world. From true crime, unexplained disappearances, and alien abductions, to Satanism, cults, and the paranormal, our cabinet holds the mysteries of the universe. Visit us at notwhatwesay.com or check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, hey! Are you that weird one in your friends group that loves to watch true crime documentaries? Have you ever wanted to learn more about the lesser known crimes? And are you fascinated with ghost stories? I'm Hannah, the creator, editor, and host of Murder Bucket, a podcast that talks about, get this, murders, paranormal activity, abductions, kidnappings, and weird stuff. Join me every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts to get the inside scoop on some of the most interesting topics in the true crime world. I am also very active on social media. You can find me on Instagram at MurdBucket, Facebook at BucketMurd, and Twitter at The Murder Bucket. The comedies. What are you doing? He's perfect. The Westerns. Why, you're going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie. That'll be the day. And the romance. You'll always have Paris. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Hollywood Forever Podcast. Fasten your seatbelts. Telling the stories of Hollywood's classic years. It's going to be a bumpy night. One, two, three, four, pop culture. Who can eat pop culture? Who can eat pop culture? Who and we came back yet again and again and again and again, and again. <laughs> i'm dan and i'm justin it's the pop culture hootenanny what it's I, giving it it's yeah. just not updating the feed faster fast enough yeah we're having technical difficulties, difficulties yet again <laughs> and we came back with technical difficulties yet again much like today's topic, difficulties that just come at you where you're like, what the fuck? No. Yeah. Indeed. Maybe not technical. Maybe it's just a visual thing. Believable. Maybe I was right about the matador thing. I just... I, I don't know. It's it's like, I'm struggling. It's I'm too old, Dan. I can't keep up with this <laughs> modern stuff no more. You see me? I'm struggling, man. Maybe. I don't know. I need a break, man. It's just gonna die one day. <laughs> well, look, we use a a twenty oh nine computer. I don't know. That's a that's a guess. I have no idea when this computer. I'm sure there's a date somewhere. If I took it, something right. apart, there's a date. The serial number says it says two thousand and three, <laughs> but nineteen ninety nine. What? Right, man. I mean, it's pretty old. It has a floppy drive. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking at late 90s, early 2000s with that still. I would give it more credit if it had like a zip drive or something like that. Nah, no. <laughs> I don't right. know. But and now uh, we're rambling. That's all just, right. That's what we do here. Just like the movies we're talking, talking about, about today. 
They ramble. They ramble. They ramble on, and not in the good way, not in the Led Zeppelin way. But we're going to fix it. We are. We are going to fix the Fast and Furious franchise. We've been presented with an idea that retcon fixes everything in the nine movies, I guess ten if you count Hobbs and Shaw, and then there's also two shorts. There's... uh, Turbocharged Prelude in Los Banditos. Los Banditos. Yeah, two short films as well. Oh. Well. But uh, we know how to fix it. We do. We have the answer. We have the technology. Thank you, Shiloh. Yes, indeed, Shiloh. One of our. We wanted you to be on today, but you are on in, vacation. In, on vacation in a beautiful paradise. Fuck off. <laughs> and we get a nice and humid, rainy day in Ohio. Yeah, it's okay, though. Plus, we have new artwork. Ba-da! Yes, we do. That's then already out by yep. the time this airs. But, hey, we uh, we went to Twitter and asked, and people said they wanted Bill and Ted. So we, I made a Bill and Ted artwork for us. There you go. Um, and it's, it comes out very good, too. So it's it's Bill and Ted with our own twist, with our own life twist. I don't think we have any reviews to read today, so we can jump right into our topic. Okay. If we I if we have new ones, I haven't seen them yet. So. Okay. And one day, I swear, I'll I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna read. It's gonna be like a whole episode where I'm just reading Twitter handles to give all the shout outs that I'm behind on because I think the last time I did it we were at like seventy people and uh-huh. now we're at like two hundred and seventy. Oh shit, really? Yeah, we've we've jumped. We've jumped up significantly. So we have a bunch of new Twitter followers and that's great. Uh you can hit us up anytime. It uh at Pop Culture Hoot. You can email us at popculturehoot at AOL.com. Our website, podpage. No, podpage.com slash popculturehootnanny. Uh, we have a Facebook group. I don't know what that is because I don't do it, but. <laughs> I partially do. It's <laughs> Just look up Pop Culture Hoot Nanny on Facebook. You'll find us. Um, I think that's all our housekeeping for the week. Read or write us some reviews. We love reviews. We'll read them on the air. Uh, yeah, I think and, that's uh, it. If for any listeners for this episode, please let us know how we did on this reboot, remake, restyling of the Fast and Furious franchise. Fixing it. Fixing it. Fixing the Fast and Furious. Triple F. Ooh, love it. With the. And we can even fit in their crossover they want to do. Yeah. We'll get to that, though. I'm not going to spoil it right up front. Just so we can say it, I have to say, Fast and Furious to me has been a weird franchise, right? Yeah. I think everybody who has watched all of these movies or majority of these movies know that the danger has increased exponentially for this crew every movie. Well, at least after, like, the fourth one. Things were still kind of realistic in real-world terms for the first couple Fast and the Furiouses. But after four... What was was the one where they're driving around with the safe? I think that's five. Is that five? That's five. That was the last one I watched, like, all the way through. 
that it wasn't just like background noise because right. I was like, this is ridiculous. Right. I I actually enjoyed five and the tank the tank or the 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 bank vault scene was actually very I, I liked it as unbelievable as it is because I don't care what kind of cars you have you're not moving seventy tons worth of bank vault in all of its contents I I I just don't but it's a Hemi <laughs> it could be whatever <laughs> I mean if if they were driving tanks maybe. But, yeah, but, it, but it got out of control. And, and it's one thing to drag that much weight straight. It's another thing to drag it and then deal with its own momentum as it turns corners, right? Because yeah. in that move, in that particular movie in particular, you can't, like, you can't be driving with a bank vault behind you. It has this absurd amount of weight to it. The weight of your cars is still lighter than that of the bank fault, especially the way it was portrayed in that movie. That bank fault was huge. Yeah. Right? It, yeah, was, it was a it was the size of this room, right? Probably, and it was yeah. all steel and it's all, you know, nine inch thick steel or whatever the hell it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. But though that was the one thing that I did I did get bothered by it is when they would take the turns. They did show the devastation to buildings, but they didn't want to show you the physics on what the car... Like, it would just pull the frame right out from <laughs> underneath the body of both Yeah, of I don't cars. care what your car is. <laughs> right. Your car is going with that vault. It's not... Right. You're not... That, that, you may be able to get it up to speed, right? If you're doing it straight, because you can get a lot, away with a lot of stuff pulling it straight. But as soon as it goes... As soon as it goes around that corner and you turn that bank fault still has the velocity and the speed of what you were turning the corner at it doesn't have brakes it doesn't matter how much you pull (laughs) it doesn't matter how much you pull that thing is going to rip off your fucking chassis your your chassis right out from underneath you yeah it's it's (laughs) and you're going to be looking like you're driving the flintstones mobile dom's going to be pushing with his feet yeah yeah, you're that car is not lasting. Right. But you know, it's things like this and this is the the primary example of why we think the re, the Fast and Furious should be rebooted in a more modern even more dramatic time away. I mean, our reboot is funny and hilarious because it is to us. Yep. But it, and it still involves family. It still involves family. Yeah, family. You know, it's each of those movies started getting more ridiculous. And I have not seen Fast 9. Me neither. But I kind of refused to see Fast 9 because I heard there were rocket cars. Yeah, that's yeah. what I hear. Rocket cars and punching satellites. Now, there's a certain line when drama happens, at least as far as I'm concerned. Drama begins to lessen when the stakes are either so amazingly great that they're inconceivable to the situation or that no one ever dies from the hijinks, right? Yeah. There's only, like, I I think in Fast and Furious, there's only three people that have ever died. One of them being Han. I mean, other than the bad guy. I'm talking about the family. Yeah. And Han comes back. So... What is it? The one, the one asshole buddy from the first one, Dom's best friend that liked Mia. He was an ass. He treated Paul Walker with a lot of bullshit. Yeah, but he comes back too later. He's on. in five. I think he's in five or six. He comes back and he's got a family and all that, but he gets killed 
or he gets arrested or something. Something goes on with him. I'm pretty sure he dies. I thought he died in the first one. Or maybe he just goes to jail. I yeah. don't remember. Yeah. It, it's It's been so long since I've watched it. Funny about the first one. Uh, way back 20 years ago in 2001, I graduated high school. And at, did, you, did you say 20,001? Maybe. It's 2001? Right. <laughs> did I, I, I don't know. know. If I did, if I did, I did. I can't believe I just misheard anyways, but anyways, go ahead. But anyways, no, 20 years ago in 2001. Oh, okay. That's, I just heard a blur of things. All right, sorry. Anyways, so I uh, left, left my graduation party to go see The Fast and the Furious. Wow. I remember leaving with my friends to go see that movie. And uh, and I also remember leaving the movie theater and every moron revving their engines and driving like an idiot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was... We went, actually went to the theater that is now where Texas Roadhouse is on Secor. Oh, wow. The old... C- uh, yeah, yeah, the, the Secor uh, showcase. Yeah. That was... I have many fun memories there. Oh, yeah. But, of course, too. they're all 30 mm. years or older. <laughs> 20 years or older, I would say. I think the last movie I saw there was Blade. I think the last movie I saw there was Jackass. Wow. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, there was a hiatus where I didn't have nearly as much time. Like, I was... Well, plus, I mean, there were, at that point, there were, what, like, 10 different theaters you could go to in the city? Right. The Mommy Theater was the place I usually would go to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the huge one. Now yeah. that's like a weird church. Yeah. Well, it's got the space. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Like 16 theaters or something out there? Yeah. And, now it's, yeah. and it's a church now? It seems awful weird to me. Yeah. Anyways, Fast and the Furious, 20 years ago, it starts out. Right. Um, And yeah, family, big thing in that movie. Yep. It is the theme. Indeed. Undercover FBI agent infiltrates a a uh, car theft ring. Ring. Yep. Which was a it was a theme in the early aughts. Had a lot of movies involving that. Yep. Late nineties, early two thousands. It was uh, that was a theme. Yep. A lot of that. It was the. I think it was the time where car action had kind of slipped away for a while and it just came back and it rushed back in a big way like yeah there wasn't a lot of car chase action i mean there was but it was usually in like a few movies but i feel like after after what was it 94 the oj car chase yeah car chases and movies kind of went downhill yeah. for a little bit and yeah. yeah that was like the beginning of them coming back car right. movies were coming back right so yeah, we have that, and you know that movie. The first movie is a fine movie on its own. Yes, it never actually needed a sequel, let alone eight right. and a half, I guess. Right, because that's a, an adjacent movie, but it's in the franchise. So. Yeah, the characters exist in the same world, so yeah. So we have we have the movie. They oh, that's. Never mind, that's just the washer. That's the quietest washer in the world, dude. I love it. Yeah, I shut the dryer off so it won't buzz at us. Good. 
Um, but uh, <laughs> don't mind me. We're just that's, I, I'm I'm home from work doing. We're laundry. doing this in a basement. <laughs> it's been said many times. We do it in the basement. In the basement. But uh, see, now I lost my train of thought. Where was I? Oh, the fine movie. Fine movie. Yeah. Didn't need its. Uh, didn't need all the sequels. Didn't need all the craziness that came from it. But it was presented to us that you know why they have all these crazy sequels because how that movie ends you can make these crazy sequels right. make sense right so it was presented to us as that movie ends and when uh Dom and Brian are doing their final race and uh the quarter mile stretch from the traffic light to the train tracks is exactly a quarter mile. And Dom's charger gets hit by the train. And that's like the end of the movie pretty much. Right. So you're like, what the fuck? Well, that that movie presented the open-ended case, like you said, for possible more sequels. But it also gave you a, like, <clears throat> it ended on a poetic note. <clears throat> I'm not going to jail. Yeah. And you see him get hit by the train, and you don't see anything happen because of it, right? Yeah. So you're like, oh. So he, shit. He'd rather die he, than go to jail. He'd rather die than go to jail. I mean, he, he's living his life one quarter mile at a time, or whatever the heck he's, whatever his, yeah. that, that statement was. But it was, it was a metaphor for, I'm in too deep, there's nowhere else to go, I ain't going to jail. You know, it kind of reminds me of that that joking situation in Bad Boys Two, where <laughs> where they're at the door inter- introducing themselves to the the daughter's boyfriend, and he goes, "I ain't going back. I ain't going back." Right? He's acting like a fool, like he's been in jail and all this shit. Right? So he could be more intimidating to this boyfriend. Yeah, but it's still the same kind of metaphor. Um, and they could have left it there. They could have. They could have. Hundred percent. And and this is where our where our story Shit begins. Begins. Bum, bum, One day we're going to record us a video of us so you can see the ridiculousness. We talk with our hands a lot. Oh, and yeah. We do a lot of stupid hand gestures <laughs> that no one can see but us. <laughs> but we still do it talking into microphones. They make sense to us. So let's pick up with two where Brian's in Florida instead of California. And now we introduce a whole bunch of characters, but there's no Dom. And basically, this movie could have happened on its own. This movie is a sequel that works without Dom. So you can kind of skip to for our purposes, because that could be he's still in the FBI at this time. He gets transferred out. Right. He's having a long-distance relationship with Mia, I guess, at this point, you'd figure. You'd figure, yeah. And then you get Tokyo Drift is another one where you're like, all right, no one is in this movie. Right. What the fuck is happening? Right. But we meet Han, who comes in to the rest of the movies later. He's like the only character that transfers over, really. Right. But, so you get... And then there's, what's the main guy? Lucas Black, I think, is the actor that plays him. But I can't think what his name was in Tokyo Drift. So basically, Tokyo Drift... Side note for Lucas Black. 
He was the kid who gets infected by the alien virus in the X-Files, in the X-Files movie. I couldn't remember where I saw him from for years. And then I ended up watching the X-Files movie. He's the kid that's fucking around with the skull down in the pit and goes, no way, but wop, this is mine. That's him. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted there to throw it out there. Hey. Lucas Black, you're still loved. <laughs> he's a guy, he's been in a lot of random shit where you're like, huh, how's this guy never really make it? He's got, he's had like, He's in movies that and do he's in, and he's seem, in TV shows. Yeah. He's in he's in on he's in a um, NCIS like version of NCIS wherever that hmm. was or something like that. Yeah, oh. but so three again off our tangent. Sorry, uh, three again is another one where you're like, okay, maybe this is this is the beginning of the dream state. I think because Han is involved, so maybe this there's like some stuff going on in the background. And like the, you, you have to take. Because when do me and Brian have the baby? Like five. Ah, I'm not a. I'm. It's. This I is a say sad like thing because I feel six. like we're critiquing this, and I'm not a very good. I'm not. I wasn't a great study of the order of these movies. I think six. Yeah. So like five or six. So, so at this point, you have to assume that it is. All right. So for the sake of where we're heading. After one, Dom is in a coma from his crash, from right. being hit by a train. Right. He survives, but he's in a coma. So whether it's he's been in a coma for the last 20 years, I don't know. But so you'd have to assume like maybe maybe with like the Tokyo Drift, there's like the car ring there, you know, it's just newscast in the background, like the TV's on. Right. People are talking about stuff. So, for for the sake of where we're heading, Han, because he it kind of comes and goes throughout the series, even though he he dies twice, I think, but he kind of comes and goes. Han is the doctor taking care of Dom while he's in a coma. So when he dies, the doctor's like, okay, I'll be back to check on him and, you know, whenever. Whether it's a daily check, whether it's a weekly, monthly, whatever. He's in a coma. He's no changes. So this is, this is Han's character. Han is the doctor, not, not the Tokyo street ride, whatever. Right. Um, like I said... Two, you can kind of you can kind of make two as like its own separate story. It doesn't really fall into the category in my eyes. I don't know because I wasn't there. If Shiloh had a had a a theory for two, how two fits in or not? No, not. But really. how I, mean, I figured he, it, two is like Brian got transferred. He's undercover again. This time in Florida instead of California. Right. That's kind of where my mind went with it. It's right. like two is like fo- immediately following, but now he's. Since you did so good at breaking up this one, we got one down here. Right. So, that takes us Tokyo Drift. Four is when Letty dies, or does she... She disappears. I know, but she dies Dies. for the sake... They think she's dead. She's presumed dead. Is it four, or is it... I think so. I, this is the thing. I'm not as studied up on this as far as the actual order. 
But yeah, this is the thing. If you are a fan of this franchise, then you're well aware of when the disappearances and things go. So to me, I'm just going to say it. We're creating our cast of characters through auto, audio and I say audio, audio interpretations, right? Audible interpretations. Yeah. Right? Um, because the premise of our reboot is Dom's been in a coma throughout this entire series. Right? So basically from, from the end of one, he's in a coma. Right. So, so Letty dies or disappears because they don't know what's going on. She can't handle it and has like a breakdown. So she leaves the hospital and she disappears for right. And, un, and, and the thing is, in a coma, it could be a three months, it could be three weeks, yeah. it could be three years. There's a lot. There's a lot of this whole franchise could have happened in a in, day. In a day, right? This is the thing. All of this is going on inside Dom's head, and the cast of characters are audibles are people around him in the hospital. Yeah, because this is why family is so important because he's surrounded by the family by his family in, a, in the hospital your family's here for you Dom family but we have to presume it's years because we do bring in like like uh, Brian and Maya's kid or Mia's kid right they have yeah. a kid so we, we're, we're presuming it takes place over, over the years. span of years he's been in a coma like uh, Uma Thurman in Kill Bill she's been he's been out for a while yeah right so all of these stories are over that time span and like you said, four is the drug running one, so we could we could link four in as more plausible. But you bring it in, there's like some drug cartel thing going on on the news. It's been all over the news, so he's hearing these stories from the news and putting the movie together in, in, in his, his head. head. Right. So in his brain, it's his crew is the drug runner are running the drugs for this cartel or syndicate whatever you want to call them and that's where we pick up I guess would be four would be the the kickoff well I guess like I said three would be the kickoff because we introduced Dr. Han I'm just going to call him Dr. Han from uh, Dr. Han <laughs> I like it and uh, so so yeah so now for we bring back characters we have uh brian comes back so he's out of the fbi at this point i guess and yeah now, now he's with mia right he's freelance he's a freelance operator so to speak yeah right <clears throat> there is <clears throat> how can i say this there's so much angle, and of course, this is this reboot has been inspired by numerous other uh, pop culture entities. Some juggernaut, some not. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody who uh, is our age can get away without without this this plot line without thinking of saying elsewhere. <laughs> but it's the same kind of situation. How dare you? How dare you insist? Hey, that was a fantastic show. <laughs> How dare you insist the, we get this idea from well, St. Elsewhere? Art imitates, wait, life imitates art, art imitates life. We just recycle through the same shit. But, no, it, 
the way it was the way that we want to explain it is all the cast of characters play vital roles in obviously the movies but also in Dom, during Don's Dom's coma. <clears throat> we have to imagine that Paul Walker hasn't been hasn't seen Dom for a while merely because he's been stationed in other places and doing other things, right? Yeah. So it explains his absence for the first two movies. Um, we could argue, always argue that, you know, him and Mia, right? Mia is the is the yeah, that's the Dom's sister. sister. Yeah, Dom's sister Mia. Um, you know, had a like you said a long term relationship of some kind, whatever, whatever, whatever. But that he's been out of the picture for a little bit, and meanwhile, Dom has been surrounded by the loved ones who haven't appeared in the movie franchise, right? Yeah. But I think our best topic about this, it gets interesting when we start giving the occupations <laughs> to, to, to all of his, all of his uh, cohorts and comrades. Um, wasn't it Kurt Russell? Wasn't Kurt Russell in The Fast and Furious? Wasn't he the director of... Yeah, Mr. Nobody. He was Mr. Nobody, right? Yeah. And then he's been replaced with Charlize Theron as the, as the governmental boogeyman slash like yeah, you know cipher yeah gray she's, gray she's area cipher. decisions you know um those two if we're not getting if i mean are the hospital administrators yeah they want they're basically like he's been here too long he's just taking up a bed but kurt russell was more into having dom on the team like it doesn't matter to me one way or the other, but I'd appreciate it. Yeah, Dom was the or, um, Kurt Russell was the more compassionate He's more administrator. Like, well, he hey, was there in the early still years covering this, so I guess he was there in the early years. We're our money, and now Charlie's there and has come in after he's retired and be like, "Fuck this guy! Get him off my respirator!" <laughs> yes, get him out! I want him gone. <laughs> so that's how it works, but. So yeah, we got. Let's see. You got Vince is uh, he's the he's the one that like turns on him in the first one. So he comes back and forth yeah. in the drug running one. Yeah, and then he dies, or whatever. Right. Whether he really dies or not, who knows? Right. Who you knows? want to bring him back? Bring him back. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. Liddy kind of loses it. She's like, I don't know how if I can take this, so she disappears. So that's why she's gone. Right. But since we find out, you know, after the first one, we find out Vince goes off, has a family when he comes back or whatever. So, you know, maybe he's uh, he's gone because his wife's having a baby or whatever. So right. that's that's his, that's why he is in and out. Uh, who else do we have? Um, let's throw out our, we can throw out our, our, uh, we have Tyrese, we have Ludacris. So, basically, they become characters because Dom's playlist. So the music is play- happening, you know, just to keep his brain, for to keep hearing stuff. They have music on if the TV's not on, whatever. So his playlist create the characters for Ludacris and Tyrese... And I can't think of their names off the top of my head. <laughs> right. Well, but, we can just use their actual names. I yeah. mean, everybody knows who's who, 
you know? <clears throat> yeah. But, because, I mean, that's, that it is a large cast of fictional names to re- go on, if, especially if we're telling a story. But, yeah. They get... <laughs> <coughs> the overall thing is, is that most of the characters, or most of the storylines are through outside influences. Like you said, the TV, the, uh, the yeah. radio. TV, the radio, the family having conversations. Right. And let's get into, we have, so we have the uh, five with the bank vault that we've already kind of talked about. Right. So at this point in our story, Brian and Mia have a kid and their kid is, let's, let's just say for, for our sake, we'll say like, three four he's playing with toy cars while they're sitting at the hospital visiting right he's having car chases so the movie going on in dom's head is essentially coming from the noise of his nephew playing with cars right where this bank vault which also helps eliminate the science aspect because it's a child Child. that's like my car can pull this bank vault right this seems plausible i can pull this safe (laughs) whoosh right right or or the superman aspect where the car's falling off the cliff uncle dom's got it (laughs) holding the car up well right whoever gets out of the car and jumps out and then he makes let's go of the car and grabs him to make the Superman type save. Right. This is all stuff that comes from the oh, mind, mind of, of a child. <laughs> so it true. makes sense that this is coming from the imagination of a child. So now we have, we can explain rocket cars in space, punching satellites. We can explain driving over ice fields and submarines yeah we can can explain submarines there's so much of the franchise that can be explained launching torpedoes at ice although Uh, i will give the train sequence and that whatever number that was i think it was five i think it was the beginning of five because it was what starts them in their reyes adventure with reyes that that was a little bit more than what a child of of five could muster intellectually it was a good plan (laughs) But, but but again, if you bring into account a news story happening, I agree. You can you can fit this story together because he's piecing together what right. he's hearing right. to make this movie in his head. Right. This is our theory, our working theory. So, he's piecing together all the background noise to make his own movie, right. which makes these movies make way more Makes sense. sense. It helps out on so many levels. And like I said, you can even go into the future with this where you can save it to the point of the crossover that there was so much talk of that kind of disappeared, but not so much with the crossing over with Jurassic Jurassic Park Park world, whatever Jurassic you're working on, which you're like, how the fuck are they doing that? The kid's in a dinosaur phase. Right. And he's playing with his car and then the t-rex is chasing his car because if you put this in the same universe as jurassic world right there's a new story right for jurassic world is all this dinosaur is going on so you have the you have the dinosaurs that are in real life happening the kid is playing with dinosaurs and cars still so he's chasing the car with his dinosaur and then 
Now, now you could go from here because this is a hypothetical ten, tenth uh, movie. If you do the crossover, it starts out here. You could do like a half hour of, of the of the crossover, crossover, right? Right. And then you could go. I mean, you could do the whole crossover. It doesn't matter. Right. You could do whatever. But in ours, let's say you have a half hour of the crossover. And then the rest of the movie becomes like a serious drama where Dom comes out of his coma. Right. And it, all this stuff comes to light. And all the realizations of everything, every machination of his imagination is destroyed by reality. And I'm a little disappointed in myself because I did have like three pages of notes <sighs> outlining this movie. Yeah. I mean, it, really, it was probably only like a page and a half of notes outlining this 10th movie that we were right, hypothetically right. making. And the other page and a half was leading up to explaining everything we're talking about. Right. But basically he comes out of his coma. He's got, he comes to and all this stuff. He's like talking about all this, all this stuff that was going on. And they're like that. None of that happened. Right. You know, so they're trying to explain. He's, he's basically like, uh, but we were here. We were in Brazil. We were in the Arctic, and they were right. firing missiles. Cipher was after me, right? Or after the family, and they're like Cipher. And then, like Charlize Theron walks in the room. And he's like, "It's Cipher." <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, like when she starts to talk, and you know, like he has like a moment there. Mister Toretto, we we regret to inform you that you've been in a coma for the last fifteen years. <laughs> Exactly. See, I mean, I think... No! Not, so none of this, you know, nothing makes sense to him, but in his head, he's got, like, this whole cast of characters. He's got all this stuff is going on. Right. And really, she's just trying to get him out of the bed. She's just trying to free up her hospital bed to efficiently run her business. Right. Which makes sense, you know. Right. It's, it's cold-hearted as it may be. It is a it's administration. It is, it's administration. They have to kind of be that way. They have to balance the money. But yeah, dude, I, you know, you you think about you talk about the scene with the dinosaurs and all that. I'm telling you, you could probably get a good 15 minutes out of that before introducing us to the serious stuff. And just imagine, you know, it's. It's nothing you haven't seen before. It's no different than like the Rick and Morty montage open where they realize they need a vacation or they have that big blast of stuff, right? It's it's no different than Jurassic Park, the T-Rex chasing the Jeep with Malcolm on the back. Yeah. Like, drive yeah. faster, drive right. faster. Right. I mean, it could be any of that stuff. And then the whole thing is, is of course, because it's in classic Fast, fast and Furious, I think there's way more explosions going on. <laughs> Right. At some point, <laughs> right. at some point, the car gets turned around and they're driving in reverse. Verse, right. Well, right. the T Rex is chasing them, and they're staring right into his mouth. And, and and it doesn't matter which of the cast is there with them, but preferably it would be uh, it'd be uh, Michelle Rodriguez, um, Lenny, right? Yeah, Liddy, Liddy, and um, you know one of the other group. It doesn't matter who. We'll say. I mean, we'll say Paul Walker's brother, but you know. What if- who, or 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 him and Han because the doctor's in the room when he starts to come to. That's fair. Let's do it that way. And in the in you know you just hear the T Rex roaring and all this chasing after it just like you would in the movie, and all that. Um, and right as they're about to make that final jump, like there's some jump that has to be made. Right as they're about to make it, boop, and it goes to white. 
<laughs> and it goes to him opening his eyes. All right. Even right? even better. It, it goes to like a little hospital TV screen, and you oh. see the news of Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> the where Jurassic the, World where created it's, by so Where it's the volcanoes erupting, and dino- that explains the dinosaurs right. screaming. That right. Excre- explains being, the being roar. Very aggressive, right. Yeah. So that explains the roar that just happens, that, like, he wakes up to this roar. Like, he, he roar the dinosaur roars, they, like, they go to hit, like, a jump or something, and then all of a sudden, yeah, it's like a flash of white. And right. And then it's like a news, breaking news. Right. And it's like dinosaurs are like roaring as the <laughs> volcanoes erupting and fallen kingdoms happening right now. Right. See, I had this all thought out. I mean, I'm remembering most of it. But, yeah, it's coming back. But I had it all written down so we wouldn't forget anything. I I mean, I think we've, we could save this franchise from the ridiculousness. <laughs> by adding in dinosaurs. By making it even more ridiculous. <laughs> That's just so... We make it more ridiculous to the point... That you're like, wait, he woke up, he was in a coma this whole time? It's, I believe it. I'd right, buy it. Right. I'd buy that for a dollar. I, I, You know, to be honest with you, that's kind of where I was going when we talked about the concept of a reboot. I mean, we joke about the hilarity of the situation of negating or parodying the last six movies. Because, let's face it, at one point, all the actors involved in this, those movies were like, you know this is getting ridiculous, right? <laughs> They have to. They yes. some of them had to have approached Vin you, Diesel you see, or like, the producers and be like, you know, this is getting ridiculous, right? Fifteen years ago, we were just robbing DVD players off of the back of a truck. We were hijacking trucks, <laughs> and right. and now we're now we're like international. <laughs> we're James we're, Bond. We're basically a crime syndicate. That's got government backing. Right. We're like the Robin Hood crime syndicate. Right. It's some weird thing. But either way, I think if you would have him wake up at the 15, 20 minute mark and have him spend the next 20 minutes to 30 minutes reevaluating all of his shit, and then you throw him back out into the real world. What does Dominic Toretto do best? Dominic drives. Right? I mean, we could argue... Dominic is going to need physical therapy up the wazoo because of, you know, well, he was getting it. He was getting his therapy. He was getting his therapy. We haven't even touched on his therapy yet. Right. (laughs) Let's introduce his therapist. Let's introduce his therapist. So, Mr. Hobbs and Shaw. Yep. Two physical therapists that don't really get along, but they have to work together. And they 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 just happen to have the same fucking shifts, and and because Charlie's Theron is such a bitch of administrator, won't give either one of them time off their schedules. <laughs> so they gotta work out a comatose Dom. They gotta stretch his legs, his arms. Let's say one's an upper body guy, one's a lower body guy. Right. Whatever you want to do, but they somehow have to cross paths, and in his head. Because they bicker and argue, and like, oh, you're doing this wrong. No, you're right. doing it wrong. They become, they become the the good guy, bad guy of Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, right. And, and and the thing is too is that it would work out, right? Because the first movie, we we have to introduce The Rock first because he was first introduced. Yeah. Right. Technically speaking, as far as on screen appearance, well, yeah, he was because, introduced first because Shaw, you his brother is introduced. 
first, which is Luke Evans. Yes. It was his brother. Right. And then who he was Shaw, and then he dies, and Jason Statham comes in. So. Right. Right. But, I mean, with that being said, so The Rock is there first. And The the Rock, because, of course, at this point, especially in the, early, the first Fast and Furious, Vin Diesel was a pretty cut dude, right? And he was, yeah. I mean, he still is a big man. Yeah. But, like, compared to The Rock, he ain't shit, right? I mean, with Absolutely. the movies, that's another unbelievable thing. And that ties in with why it's so unbelievable. Is there any man on earth that thinks that The Rock will ever have a hard time fighting Vin Diesel? Is there anyone on earth that ever thinks The Rock's going to have a hard time fighting almost anyone any jason right. statham either <laughs> right right but the presumed character of, of of jason statham's character he's an international assassin that knows kung fu and all that oh stuff. yeah yeah he's oh, the I know. fast he's the fast and in, in tactical versus the strong and bullying right i that's, mean that's their that's their what, paradigm what is it six where where he's in a cast and he's just like flexes and breaks a cast <laughs> off and he's like right. he breaks an arm cast off of right just, just by, by flexing. just by flexing and then just shakes it off like <laughs> right. i don't have a broken bone so so he is Dom's first physical therapist, and he deals with the legs, right? And, of course, it's like, man, you're fucking tough. Man, I hate this guy. This guy's because, of course, word gets around while Dom's in a coma that this guy's a fucking criminal, right? Yeah. Hobbs maybe has a brother in law enforcement or something, so he has a disdain for Dominic Toretto as a patient. And, yeah. of course, that is a true thing among faculty. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They may bring in a serial killer for a heart transplant, and they may have to do it, but they don't want to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, but they have to, right? So yeah. it's the same kind of thing as far as Hop being a physical therapist, right? Or um, The Rock being a physical therapist. And that explains why there's so much give and take and aggression between Rock and Thing, because physical therapy at that stage is pain. And granted, we're not saying we're not seeing Vin Diesel's paralyzed. He's just in a coma, so he can yeah. still feel shit, right? Or yep. I mean, he well, would... well, let's just for the sake of this, if this is the one unrealistic element of the movie, he could still feel the pain. Well, right? yeah, he's he's in a coma, so I mean, we can't, we don't know, right? We don't know, but we're assuming he's not paralyzed. Right, like he has reflexes, right? So they're making sure he doesn't lose muscle. You know, they got yeah, muscle and stuff. They're trying make, to make keep. Weak keep some kind of you know if you're if you're in a hospital they do move you they do come in and stretch you out they you know they do this stuff so you don't get bed sores you don't get right you know you don't lose your muscle right you don't lose stuff yeah right so the so with that being said rock is first introduced all right uh shiloh brought up the good point of we can justify vin diesel's perfectly clean t-shirt in every movie yeah as it's a new hospital 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 gown gown. and it's v-necks down right so it it, it makes perfect sense it's always clean despite how much rough and tumble he gets in um uh jason statham comes in second and of course you said like he does the upper body or he's doing arms and arms and shoulders and shit you know getting and moving whatever and they don't like each other because you know you could write out something along the lines of I mean you could even go so far as he's is the rocks the the rocks the therapist and Jason Statham's just the orderly that has to be assigned to him that has to help him move him and stuff so that's why he's like he's he's like a he's like an intern right could, I just we could imagine him, he's the intern that's like. I, 
I just couldn't imagine Jason Statham as, as an intern, though. It would be a fucking hilarious role for him, though, for, for whatever Tarantino time it would be. Right? Like, he's he's the intern. He's just there to help him, and they don't right. get along. He's like, why do I got to be with this fucking guy? Right. And he's like, to help him roll him over, to help him, like, here, you hold this while I stretch him. You hold right. him, make sure he's, like, help. No, hold him like this. No, not like that, like this. Right. So the Rock has a disdain. They don't like each other because he's like, you're a fucking moron. Right. You got to do it this way. Right, right. There's, there, there's one way to do it, brother. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that right there sets up the stage for his treatment and what has been going on to him since and why he feels, why he's constantly in these physical confrontations in his brain, right? Because most of the time, as far as I'm aware, dreaming is a, sometimes dreams are affect, mostly affected by your inside, your brain, but outside influences can have an, infa- an impact on that stuff. Yes. So a lot of the physical punching and grappling and wrestling aggression that comes out is whenever he has rehab time. So they that's why it happens about three times a movie. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. It, it makes sense. Right? It, it, like I said, I mean... We we broke this down, and like I said, I mean we're probably almost done because we don't have my outline to talk about everything I have. Right. Maybe we can come back to that later. We're gonna try and get this out there to the world. We want we want Universal Pictures to notice us, and and I think we can we can make this and work. You could, and I'm saying this, it's not to negate the awesomeness that was the first couple of movies and the. I, I, you know, in my opinion, slow downfall of coherent quality, right? Yeah. But um, I really think that after the 20 minutes of physical therapy and, and, and him coming to grips with the fact, kind of like Captain America coming to the fact that he woke up in the, night, in the 20th century or the 21st century, right? There are things that you ha- he has to accommodate, but he's way, Vin Diesel's way more accommoda- accommodated of it. But it shows him, and we can even throw at him while he's doing, when he's awake with Hobbs and Shaw as his physical therapist. I think that it should be a scene where he said, I used to live my life one mile, a quarter mile at a time. Now I live my life one step at a time. And it shows him in a walker doing his first standing rehabilitation. I'm just saying that it wouldn't be a bad thing. But then it can show his life afterwards. Yeah. It can show him getting into it. Right. All right. So let's 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 take a look at some of the directors for the Fast and the Furious movies mm-hmm. as a whole. The first director is Rob Cohen, directs The Fast, The Furious. Uh some of his other movies he did The Fast and the Furious. After that he worked with Vin Diesel again in Triple X. Okay. He did The Mummy, The Tomb of the Dragon Empire. Emperor. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Jet Emperor, Lee one. Yeah, yeah. That's the one with Jet Lee. Uh, he did Hurricane Heist a couple years ago, Stealth, Daylight in He did 96. Stealth? He did Stealth. Man, that's weird. Um, it wasn't a horrible movie. No, he did The Boy Next Door with J-Lo. So, the guy is a legit... He did Dragonheart in 96. He did The Skulls. Holy shit! Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Uh, and he did Alex Cross, Rob Cohen. So, he's done a lot wow, of Wow, yeah, he's got, a, he's got some stuff under his right. belt. Right. Uh, director number two for Too Fast, Too Furious, John Singleton. 
he did the boys in the hood yeah i was gonna say yeah i was gonna say singleton is a he just died a couple years ago did he really yeah uh, but yeah, he did the uh, Boys in the Hood. I mean, he did Snowfall. I think Snowfall is that show on yeah. FX that's really, really like. I guess it's yeah. super good. Poetic I haven't watched Justice. it yet. I've had a lot of recommendations. Uh, Four Brothers. He did the. Shaft he did Four remake. Brothers. Yeah, good for him. Higher Learning. Okay. He did Baby Boy. You know, so again, he did a lot of stuff. He did Abduction. Yeah. He also did the movie Rosewood. There was a movie? Rosewood, yeah. Not Deadwood, Rosewood. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, I think, let me find it, because I lost my oh, page. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, where'd I go? No. I think then we get into, it's either James Wan or Justin Lin. Justin Lin, I did think like five through the rest. Justin Lin did he did most of them. Justin Lin, yeah, he did he did Tokyo Drift. Okay, and then I think James Wan did four, and then he did five, six, seven, and I assume no five, six, and nine. So seven and eight, and Hobbs and Shaw were different directors. Okay, all right, we need to reach out to these guys. But Justin Lin. I think Justin Lin's the one that did a bunch of horror movies, if you look into him. He did, or maybe I'm thinking James Wan did the horror movies. He did Annapolis. Uh, he did the new Space Jam movie that's coming out, Star Trek Beyond. Ah, didn't like that one. Didn't like it as much. Even though it had some callbacks to the first one, which were re- which was good. I didn't really like it. And allegedly he's on for... 10 if that movie actually happens uh, oh no and it's not a sure thing anymore <laughs> i mean it's in the news all right so then <clears throat> james wan did where'd it go show me the movies james wan did so james wan did seven so he, he directed seven he did seven. Oh wow god for a long second i just jumped off of fast and furious and i was like Seven no, no, the movie? Seven. The seventh, That's Fincher. The seventh, the seventh <laughs> Fast like, and Furious. No, way. no, no, right. no. Seventh Fast and Furious. All right. So who did four? Oh, wow. That was such a weird brain fart. Yeah. <clears throat> Not uncommon to me, though. Off off topic. Not uncommon to me at all. Just heard it and like, wait, what? <laughs> My brain jumped to Morgan. What's in the box? <laughs> oh, shit. But uh, we we need to appeal to these guys. I want a gritty Fast and the Furious movie. I want one set in a more realistic tone. I mean, I like I you said, you could I get away with we've it. We figured too. it out. We figured out your your story, your plot holes. We've looped it all together. It's all right. a dream sequence. Even if the even if the Jurassic Park world exists inside of it, it's there's still going to be regular human shit going on. And I think the Fast and the Furious could be a bigger thing. I mean, do we know why? Is there a specific reason why Dom and the crew were robbing all those trucks back in the day? I have no idea. They owe somebody money. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And that guy still wants his money after he gets out of his fucking coma. I'm glad to hear you're okay, Vinny. <laughs> Dom, but it's time for you to get back to work. You owe me money. <laughs> hey, I tried not? to get out of the life, but it called me back in. 
one last for one last ride. See, it all works together because one last ride has to be involved in everything since three. So one last ride, one last <laughs> job. Right. right. I mean, what's he got going for him? He's like, he's I mean, like, isn't that every heist movie? We got yeah. one last oh, yeah, job but, and then we're out. Yep. Yeah, that's that's how it always breaks down. I mean, the the inevitable tale of the guy down on his luck after getting out of jail or getting out of some fucking long term fuck up problem is usually I got to go back to crime because if he works at Baskin Robbins like Paul Rudd does the game the movie's over you know what I mean yeah <laughs> right so he's got to fucking be he's got to be he's got to have a catalyst to get back into whatever life he is all right and then you got F Gary Gray did 8 so that gives you he also did uh MIB International Friday straight out of Compton Law-abiding citizen set it off. The negotiator. Law-abiding citizen was good. I mean, a lot of those movies were, but be cool. I've not seen Be Cool yet. I still owe a dear old Mobus friend a watch on Be Cool and Get Shorty. <laughs> I still haven't seen those movies yet. Did the remake of The Italian Job. I mean, like they have legit directors that have like great movies. Do right. Some of these movies that you're like, they're so freaking ridiculous right and i mean you know i don't want to take away from any of these directors because like i said they've all done amazing things james wan did aquaman which yeah. is still one of the best standalone DC I, movies. yeah i i don't know if if people have a problem with aquaman but i certainly don't i put it I, up as, i put it as number three for i myself. like it a lot yeah i like it a lot so we <sighs> It, it and James Wan, he like, you know the thing he is comes is, out of out of horror. Like he did the Saw movies, he did the Conjuring movies. Yeah, but they were lower budget. Yeah, I, I'm not saying oh, you no, can't no. do a lot with a lower budget. Oh no, yeah, yeah. but I think, I'm just saying like the that guy is made he he's made done his way. good good work with less money. Yeah, yeah, right. Like you know this movie has way more budget than any of those Saw movies. Right, and, right. and, and look he just what he wanted did to there. Take it. Right. Yeah, he just wanted to take it. And granted, I think, too, you know, the thing about the Fast and Furious franchise isn't not even not even the likability of the story. Because you know they got to go on one last ride to do something because somebody's in danger or whatnot. But the stunts are crazy impressive and a ridiculous concepts. You know what I mean? They are good. And sometimes yeah. you need an imagination outside of that to make them work. I just, like I said... If James Wan could come back and direct a more serious tone story for Dom and the crew, I would be more appreciative of that. I would be so much more appreciative of that. I, yeah, I think it's Justin Lin's doing 10. Justin Lin. Okay, Wan. Justin Lin then. Uh, who, but either way. Either way. The, the thing is, is that you gotta you got to bring us back to a grittier time. We live in a... The late 90s and early 2000s, with the exception of 9-11, were still an optimistic time with a lot of movies, right? Yeah. It was an op- it, it, and it looked at that kind of, kind of storyline with a little bit more optimism and the, guy, the bad guy could get away and all that other stuff. Nowadays, everything's like John Wilkes Booth. They're going to trap him in a barn, <laughs> set it on fire, and wait till he comes out. You know Basically, what I mean? Basically, yeah. You know? So you got to have a... A situation where the we have time to see Dom not redeem. He doesn't have to redeem himself because everything else was bullshit, right? Yeah. 
but he has to deal with life on life's terms now as opposed to the mystical quality of somehow having all the money and all the access to all these wonderful toys that he can get because how many times is he given a new car to drive by an unknown entity yeah. Right. Well, I mean, that's 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 Brian's kid bringing in a, his new favorite car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, I'm the just mind saying, of a child right. saves this franchise. franchise. Right, and that's what I'm saying. So now, put him in an old fucking Monte Carlo. Put him. In, I'm not saying you know keep him in it, but start him off in an old Monte Carlo. Then you'll have him graduate to a John Wick car. You know what I mean? Something along those lines. But. Y- you could show us the dissection of the crew, right? Yeah, yeah. His family was everything, but now that Dom's out of the coma, it's back to life as usual, right? Yeah. It's not like these. Not like everybody was robbing trucks the entire time while he was in his coma, right? Yeah. I mean, you would have to presume some of Me them had to Brian, go to jail. Right. Some of them went to jail. Right. Some of them had to go get real jobs. Um, right. You know. Right. Mia and Brian, if they got out lucky, right. Um, yeah. they're raising they're raising the kid. Oh, see, that's another thing I had. So, see, what something happens where Brian dies? In when did he die? Like, was it seven or eight? Seven. So seven. So all right. So he dies. Let's say movies for the movie's sake. He dies at the end of six, which explains why Mia's not in seven. Right. Because she's got to deal with that. Right. But but Liddy's back and she's watching the kid. Well. Well, she's handling Brian's death. Right. So then you can actually kill him off. You don't have to worry about his brother portraying him and doing right. all that. Right. You know, you could actually... So, I mean, Brian died in real life. Yeah. It, while it, while Don was in a coma. Yeah. Right. But he, he always... We could always write... I mean, that's the thing. If we're going to write this movie, there's going to be a montage of scenes where there's family members standing or sitting around his bed. Right? And if it's not without Paul Walker or his brother... Right, yeah. At least for a few minutes, right. We don't need him throughout the whole movie. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We need like, him. You can have him for right. some scenes, but then when he like at the when he comes to, like he's you know he's not right. He, it's he's not there anymore because he actually died. Right, and that explains why in the seventh movie, Mia's not in the seventh movie because she's de- she's not at the hospital because she's dealing with Brian's death. She's handling stuff. Right, and right. Liddy has the kid. Right. It's um, See, yeah. That's another one that just popped in. Oh, and I yeah. remembered I had written. And down. granted, we might be slightly out of order with how these movies progress, yeah. but the premise still holds true. There are plenty of things that can be replaced with different storylines. Like, like we said at the beginning, maybe maybe Letty couldn't handle it for a while. You know what I mean? She kind of like went off on her own and realized she had to be back with family. That's why she disappeared for how you know. However, yeah. whatever the, exactly. ab- the excuse for the absence is, that explains her absence in the series. But yeah, I mean, there's there's so much that could be done here. But I want to see I want to see Dom and a few members of the crew, almost kind of like the end game, the the Infinity War snap, getting rid of some of the some of the newer characters. Right? I'm not yeah. to say that they don't belong. They can be there at the end or whatever. But he needs original crew members to pull off a heist because he oh you, you four owe me this money. So you bring back Ja Rule from he was in the first one and I don't think he showed up again. I don't remember Ja Rule being in anything else. He was just a guy at the track though, right? He was just a buddy at the fucking start. I think he? so. Yeah, he's like involved with the races, but he helps him with something. I don't remember. What. Okay, 
but I feel like he's he's involved in it, something. It probably won't be Ja Rule, but his character. But I'm saying, you know, <laughs> right. I'm saying, but you bring back, but you could bring back Vince, where right. Vince is like, you know, he didn't actually die off, but he has, he's not around anymore because he's dealing with right. his life. It's not like it's not like the dude isn't still alive. Hopefully, yeah, no, he's still <laughs> so, around. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, he could get a regular crew and they could do the one last bank heist, but make it gritty. Make it, make it fucking gritty, man. Not, not fantasy, gritty. Yeah. Like real shit going down, you know, like uh, cars pinning each other and, and, and the inside camera angle where they get the rub make it, around and shit. Make it more believable like the first movie. Yeah. Bring it back to that. Right. So. I mean, you could even just name the last movie, whatever movie this is, falls in in the franchise, just name it Furious. Because he's pissed. Yeah. Because he's lost f- however many years of his life. I'm just saying, you could probably do it and get away with it and still bring a, most of the original cast back and have a great movie. I think so. I just, It's just, I don't know, man. I think we've said our piece. Yes, we have. It's... You, uh, I don't like seeing franchises go down the tubes, and and by by far, I'm not saying that F9 is a horrible movie. I just don't want to watch them anymore because they get more and more ridiculous. Yeah, I and think maybe that's the why older we like, get, with the exception yeah. of a few genres of movies, right? We know we're the comic book fans here. We understand how unbelievable all that shit is, but we can accept it in the reality of what it's. Portrayed. I, th- I think it's because it started off where it was like this could be a real life thing, right? And These are real like, life, right? We're not taking we're not taking rocket cars to space. Right? We're not, we're not taking we're, we're not, not driving bank vaults. We're, we're not, not fighting r- rogue Russian agents controlling yeah. a submarine with. Uh, we're not, we're <laughs> not fighting secret <laughs> secret governments. Right? We're, it, like they just got so out of hand. So. Right. Yeah, I think that's our that's our fix. So help us get it out there. We can. It is. I mean, it's it could be done and universal. If you're listening. Dear God, do something with this franchise other than run it into the to space, into the moon. Because if they go to the moon in the next one, which is the only li- likely hurdle, Mars. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they ain't going to Mars. It's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, the next one's Mars. They can't just take gonna a fl- have rocket cars, right? But the journey there is gonna take like seven months. Yeah, the, the so movie just, will end with their just, carcasses. They're just flying. <laughs> They're just sitting in the rocket cars talking to each other. It's all conversation. It, it'll, uh, <laughs> Kevin Smith's directing this. I was going to say, yeah, it's got to be. It's Kevin all, Smith and Tarantino. It's all team conversation. For, for conversation. Tarantino writes the script. Well. And Kevin Smith directs. Or vice versa. Either hey, way. No, we, no. Kevin Smith's got to write the script. Because if Tarantino wrote it, there'd be too much violence. You can't have that much violence just sitting there having a conversation in the car. Yeah, but if I don't journey. see like a a um, Seth and Gordon Gecko, or not Gordon Gecko, uh, Seth Gecko, and what's what's Tarantino's name in that movie? Either way, you know what I'm talking about—the Gecko brothers, Richie, Richie, Richie Gecko from Dust Till Dawn. If there isn't a scene where they don't bash each other in the nose for something, I would be a little upset with this trip to Mars. <laughs> Because you know one of them's they don't they don't ha- the the family doesn't handle itself well in confined spaces if you haven't been able to tell. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just picturing like family vacation, but so like the station wagon, but just going to 
going to Mars instead. <laughs> now we're getting ridiculous. It's okay. It's this is what the podcast is all about. Oh that man. Is it. So be cool. Don't be a dick to people. Just, you know, the same stuff we tell you every time. Just don't don't be an asshole. Be cool with everyone. Yep. Don't Just hate. Don't, don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. That's been the Hoot Nanny for this week. Uh, I'm Dan. And I'm Justin. Good night. Good night. One, two, three, four, pop culture. Ooh.